Blog Talk Radio. Getting 
into the new life of New Yorker. And um, right now I'm staying in a temporary apartment that MTV was nice enough to provide me with. So I'm staying here for another month and looking for a permanent place. So you're going to have to find your own place and pay your own rent. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Right now it's really nice because I'm not paying rent, but it only lasts one more month. So what was a typical day like for you in Chicago versus a typical day now in New York? Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, in Chicago, I was looking for work, but um, I didn't have a job. So, for one, I had no money. I had no income besides what I was getting from my blog, which is not a lot. So I didn't have a bed. I had no furniture. I was sleeping on a floor on a sheet (laughs) and a pillow. That's all I had. Yeah, and I would blog from my bedroom floor, stealing wireless from a cafe next door. Like, I had no money. <laughs> well, I thought in Chicago you were still living at home. No, I, my home home is in Detroit, Michigan. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. so I had moved from Detroit to Chicago, um, and I had a roommate who was my friend. But, yeah, I literally had no money. My mother was nice enough to pay my rent while I was looking for a job in Chicago, but... Yeah, it was tough. So compared to now, it's just a completely different world. Like having to wake up, I'm obviously grateful for it, but having to wake up, I wake up around 6 in the morning. Mm-hmm. I get to work around 8. I stay usually till around 7 or 8 p.m. I come home to an actual apartment with real furniture, a TV, <laughs> Internet, <laughs> and okay, a bed. So. The apartment is furnished right now. Right, right. The temporary apartment is furnished. So what do you do when you're at MTV? Are you in front of a computer all day just tweeting, or is you have real responsibilities besides that? Yeah, that's a really common question. <laughs> um, it's been a lot of different things. It depends on the day, and that's, I think, one of the things that MTV was anticipating with my role is that it's, every day is going to be very different. Um, I'm there to kind of give the viewers and the readers of my tweets and my followers kind of an inside look at MTV, whether it's at the MTV office or at an event or a show. So depending on what's going on, my tweets and my blog posts are going to be different. But, yeah, I have to blog a few times a day. I tweet throughout the day, but it's not consistently every minute. It depends. Um, For instance, today and every day I have at least, I mean, MTV is known for meetings. Like everybody the first day I got there is like, you will realize very quickly that we like to meet. We will meet about meeting. (laughs) I have at least three meetings before lunch and usually two or three after lunch. And what are the meetings about? Um, Well, right now and so far, a lot of them have been about what they want me to do and what my role is at MTV. So I have a daily news meeting where everyone from MTV News comes and talks about the entertainment news from that day and what happened the night before and what the stories of that day are going to be. I listen to those, and I decide if any of those will influence what I want to blog post about or what I want to tweet about. But then I go to my next meeting with um, one of my supervisors and discuss um, what my plan is for the day, what my plan is for the week, um, who's going to be in MTV offices shooting that day. For instance, last week I saw Soldier Boy. The week before that was Usher um, and B.O.B. So... It really depends. Like, I went to B.O.B. Unplugged, and it was cool because I got to see how everything was set up. I went to the sound check, and I was tweeting as they were setting up so people at home could sit and see, oh, my God, that's B.O.B. with Robin Thicke and Janelle Monet. What are they wearing? What are they doing before the show actually starts? So they get to see what happens 
not only on Unplugged when it airs, but what happens beforehand and what all goes into the production. So since you are the first to hold this uh, position, it's kind of like an experiment, and you're kind of forming the the position as you go. Mm-hmm, exactly, which is so cool and scary at the same time. <laughs> like, everyone's like, that's amazing, and it totally is, but it's also a lot of responsibility, and it's it's super scary to be the first one to do something. Um, right, and I right. think whenever that happens, regardless of who holds the position, they get a lot of critics because, <laughs> I mean, you don't, people didn't know what to expect from it. A lot of people assumed that I would be tweeting about music because that's obviously what a DJ does. You know, right. he, he spins records. And a, and a VJ would talk about video music, I mean, sorry, music videos, and whether it was TRL or any type of countdown show. So this was different. I mean, a lot of people thought that the TJ was going to be tweeting about music videos or music, and that's part of what I do. I do definitely talk about music, that's only one part of it. And, so you're um, really about all pop culture. Right, it's about everything. popular culture and not only popular culture, but my experience with popular culture. Um, MTV wanted this position to be more personable. They wanted it to show that MTV had a personality and it's made up of actual people and not just this conglomerate company. So they wanted me to tweet and to blog my experience in this entertainment industry and not just, oh, look what, the new Hills is about tonight, or what is Jersey Shore going to air tomorrow? You know what I mean? So it really is about my thoughts, my experience there. So how did you even find out about this contest? That's really crazy because I didn't apply to anything, and this just really shows um, how blessings come about. I was just following and pursuing my passion, which was obviously blogging about plus-size fashion and tweeting and doing things through social media, but just because that was my hobby. And MTV, little did I know this at the time, but MTV was scouring the Internet for um, kids and young adults into social media and who were really had a big following and were active online. And they found me along with 17 other people and approached us and asked us if we would be interested in this competition. And I was oh, actually so kind you of... you didn't even submit Right. I didn't submit to you. anything. I didn't apply to anything. I had no oh, idea what was even going on. Yeah, I and they. They actually added me on Facebook and Twitter and, and followed me for a while. And then, well, what what does it mean that you were the American Express winner? Um, well, MTV paired with American Express for this actual competition. So, um, Zinc from American Express, which is their new credit card or new line of their credit cards, um, was the sponsor for this entire TJ experience. So. They there were two different ways to get through to the top five. It started with the top 20, and MTV, after we did our online challenges, chose the top four. And then the fifth person was whoever won the Facebook votes, which was sponsored on American Express's Facebook page. Oh. And okay. that's actually how I got into the top five was through the popular vote. Okay, okay. <laughs> so you, a part of the competition, you had to do three challenges on the show now. For those that are listening and missed the show, tell mm-hmm. us your three challenges you had to complete to win. Okay, so during the top five challenges, we were flown out to New York City, and we were here for about a week, and we competed in live challenges, um, and they filmed us, and then those packages were shown during the finale. So the first one was to have a tweet-up meetup where we were not allowed to tell our followers until 10 a.m. the morning of the event that we needed them to show up 
to the event that night by 6 p.m., and they had to arrive between 6 and 6.30 or they were not counted, and MTV judged us based on how successful our event was, how many people came, how fun it was, how innovative it was. And I chose to do a fashion show on the Brooklyn Bridge, and that was amazing. I had so much support from the Plus community, from Maddie from Plus Model Magazine and Mia, Amber, and a ton of other wonderful, beautiful models, and they all came out to support me. Um, And it was literally just a lot of love, and I was so overwhelmed because I couldn't, I mean, MTV gave us no budget for this event, nothing. So it was really just a labor of love, and people actually came out. I mean, I had about 50 people show up on last-minute notice just from tweeting out and putting out my blog that I needed them to come for me and show support for this MTV challenge, and I was very, very grateful for everyone who did that. Wow. Now, yeah. whose idea was it to be on the Brooklyn Bridge? That that was your idea? Yeah, that was my idea. Each of the TJs at the time um, could choose whatever event they wanted and any location they wanted, but because we couldn't get clearance for different places, like no private place would probably let us film there, mm-hmm. um, we had to choose a public venue, and so I thought, why not outdoors? And I thought of the Brooklyn Bridge because I thought it would be like a really great backdrop for a fashion show. Now, one of the things I was going to ask you is how did you choose the models in the fashion show, but really it was whoever showed up at the last minute, right? Well, (laughs) no, that was a little different. Okay, so we were allowed to plan the event a few days before, but but we weren't allowed to tell our followers to come until the day of. So I was able, luckily, to tell the the models a few, like, I think two or three days beforehand, which was, I mean, it still was very, very short notice, but... Um, yeah, I was lucky enough to have the clothes and the models ready. And Maddie, again, helped out a lot in that scenario because she's obviously from New York and knows the best models in the area, and it right, worked out. Right. So um, how much do you contribute your blog, Young, Fat, and Fabulous, to helping you win? I guess you contribute a lot to the blog because that's how you got even in the competition. Yeah, of course. I mean, Young, Fat, and Fabulous is the reason that I won, <laughs> period. Like, for one, like you said, I wouldn't have even been approached if it weren't for my blog. But also, I mean, the reason I won was because of the popular vote. The popular vote got me to the top five, and the popular vote is the reason I won the entire thing. And I really do think most of the votes came from followers of Young, Fat, and Fabulous. Um, from what I've heard from the producers of the show, hundreds of thousands of people voted that night. So I know not everybody who voted was from my blog. Cause I don't, it's popular, but it's not that popular to have hundreds of thousands of people voting. So, right. But I really do think that's what pushed me over the edge. Um, I think I only won by maybe 400 votes. So it really came down. Oh, so it was real close. Yeah, it was very, very close. The, out of the top five, everybody that was there, they all had popular blogs and were all popular on the Internet, right? Right. I mean, we all started at different levels. But everyone was definitely active online and had their own group of followers, and um, we were all bloggers from the beginning. And the girl who came in second, Danielle, um, she started the blog Lesbians Who Look Like Justin Bieber, which is very, very popular. It has, like, I think millions of hits a day, which Young, Fat, and Fabulous definitely doesn't. But, yeah, so we all came in with our own support system, and I was just very lucky to have all the plus-size community follow me and really support me in this. Now, you're a size acceptance advocate, so how do you plan on incorporating that in your new position at MTV, or can you? Do you have to keep those two parts of you separate? That's a great question, and something I'm still trying to figure out. I mean, I do believe that inherently as a plus-size woman who's positive and confident on 
TV and in mainstream media, that is a step in the right direction, period. But I do want to make it more than just that. Um, I don't want to leave it at that. So I'm trying to figure out what ways and what leniency I have with MTV to bring body acceptance to the forefront of what I'm doing. Um, I definitely want to incorporate it into my blog in some ways. And hopefully even with questions that I am able to ask celebrities and the few, I mean, here's the thing. I don't get, like, a lot of FaceTime with celebrities because I'm there to tweet what happens backstage and behind the scenes. So you don't do interviews with Yeah, I'm usually on the set of something that's already going on in MTV. Like, they don't set up, you know, an interview just with Gabby and Beyonce. Maybe if MTV, like, if Sway was already interviewing Beyonce, I could could sit in and I could get a few questions in. But it's not as if the interview was just set up with me. So I usually get two to three questions per celebrity that I see. Um, so, But, yeah, I have been trying to brainstorm and think of ways to incorporate that message into my interviews and into different things that I'll be doing. So if people have ideas, definitely tweet me because I'm open to hearing different things. But um, it's for sure something that I do want to try to you know, infuse into this position since it's right, the first time. Right, because it's a part of you, so. Right, exactly. So have you been giving, given rules or instructions about things you can or can't tweet about? <laughs> so many people ask me that. Um, honestly, and I'm really, really not lying, MTV is amazing. Like, I have worked for a lot of companies, and none have been this supportive and, and lenient and said, you know, do what you want, we're here to support you, let us know how we can help you. And that's pretty much what they've told me. Um, Obviously, I have to use common sense about certain things. I'm not an idiot, so I'm not going to completely tweet outrageous things or rumors. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I still do represent the network, so I'm not going to start tweeting things that I don't know to be true or something like that. And, I mean, of course, there are rules in terms of, for instance, the VMAs, um, that are coming up, I can't tweet things before the press release is comes out, you know. So, for instance, I knew that Eminem was going to be performing before the press release went out, but I couldn't tweet it, unfortunately. I wish I could leak it, but I couldn't right, <laughs> because right. that's part of the entire press plan, and as a company, they can't, you know, allow me to do it early. So there's things like that, but for the most part, they're they're completely open with what I can tweet. And MTV is pretty liberal, so... Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't tell you that you couldn't say curse words or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's common sense. I'm, I don't, even on my Gabby Fresh account, I, I might curse once in a while, but it's not something I do a lot anyway online. Right. So, yeah, it's it wasn't an issue, basically. <laughs> but um, they are very liberal. Like, that's one thing I love about the company. The fact that I can go to work in denim shorts and a T-shirt is, like, amazing to me. I definitely take advantage of that. <laughs> like, I came from a company before where I was wearing a suit every day, and to actually be able to wear my sequins blazer with a miniskirt and tights and boots is amazing. <laughs> so what is the status of your blog, the uh, Young, Fat, and Fabulous? Because you don't have as much time to post as you usually do, which is understandable. Mm-hmm. Um, so are you going to temporarily put it on hold to focus on your new career, or are you going to try and keep it going? I'm definitely going to try to keep it going, and that's kind of what I tried to describe with my last post. Um, two posts ago, the one before my last post, I got a lot of negative feedback from people saying, like, you abandoned us, you used us for votes, and now you're neglecting your blog even more and all this really? stuff. 
Yeah, and it was really, I mean, honestly, it was very hurtful for, to me because my blog is, like, my baby, and I love my readers. And to hear people think that I was, like, turning my back on the fat community, I don't know. It just really hurt me and because I was not. And your blog was up and running and successful. Yeah. <laughs> the contest even came about. Exactly. It wasn't as if I made my blog for votes. But, right. I mean, I understand that people, I, I do understand that people like my blog and want more updates, so... I mean, I understand where they're coming from, but I I am going through a huge transition in my life, and um, this has been very busy, especially, like, the first two weeks I was working there. I was literally, like, coming home and crashing, <laughs> like, going to sleep, waking up, going to sleep, and all I was doing in between that was working. So it's just been a transitional moment in my life, and I tried to describe with my last blog post that I will start posting regularly again. And it's a combination of things. It's partly the fact that I don't have the time, but it's also partly the fact that I'm living out of a suitcase. And, like, literally I have one one big suitcase and one carry-on full of clothes, and that's it. And like I said in my last blog post, my outfits have just not been anything special. So (laughs) I'm trying to work it out. I definitely am. And I do hope to start posting um, again regularly after the VMAs end. Well, would you ever consider having other bloggers on your blog? You know, some blogs consist of like three or four bloggers that that post. Yeah, I'm open to guest posting for sure. Um, I'm still trying to figure out exactly how I want it to work. And I mean, right now, my my blog was mostly outfit posts, so I'd have to kind of change that around, which I was thinking about doing anyway, because when I only do outfit posts, it limits limits the growth of my blog and how often I can post. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to figure out ways um, to to continually post and post on a regular basis that don't consist of just what I wore that day. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm definitely open to having people help me out. <laughs> so if somebody is listening and is interested, what should they do? Email me. My email address is gabby at youngfatandfabulous.com um, or tweet me at mtvtj or gabbyfresh. Um, mtvtj is the one I'm usually on, obviously, the most because that's what I have to tweet from during the daytime, so I'm probably more likely to see it from that account. Now, before winning this um, contest, you were expanding your brand with your blog into events, and you held the first um, annual YFF Bloggers Conference Mm -hmm. in NYC. Now, tell us more about that. That was absolutely amazing. I, I mean, to this day, like, I really do think that was one of the best experiences of my life and something that I'm the most proud of that I've done with my blog. Um, basically, back in, I think, what, October, uh, September or October of 2009, um, I was looking through pictures of the Wardrobe Conference, which is a, was a, Wardrobe is kind of like a Cheektopia website where people upload pictures of their outfits, not necessarily plus-size girls, but just anyone. And they decided to host a conference with, some of the best bloggers around the country, and um, they had it in New York City, and I was looking through the pictures, and I was like, oh, my God, that looks amazing. I wish I could go to that. And then about a month later, I was like, wait, I don't have to wait to go to theirs. I can make my own. And so I decided So you didn't make this conference out of um, any other plus-size event or anything else? I mean, It obviously was based on the wardrobe conference, but that wasn't a plus-size event. I just thought, why not include all the plus-size girls, you know, because I didn't see any in that event, and I didn't want to wait around for the next year. So 
I just decided to host my own. And at the time, this was way before the plus-size fashion world kind of blew up in terms of the bloggers. Um, there were about, I think, 30 girls that I invited, and I think pretty much everyone at that point who wasn't a fashion or outfit blogger was invited. And um, about 10 or 11 of them, I think, confirmed yes. And Now, why did you um, do invite only? I know it was a little drama that went yeah, on. Yeah, it totally was. Oh, my God, there was so much drama. You don't even know. Um, like I said, at the time, I swear to you that in, like, September of 2009, plus-size fashion blogging was just not, it just wasn't where it is today, which I'm grateful, for, like, I'm really grateful that it expanded the way it did because I think we are very close to, if not almost equal to, like, the amount of straight-size bloggers. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it just was we were a very, very tight-knit and small community. And so I invited all the girls I knew of that were, blogging at the time in terms of their outfit blogging there wasn't very many of us mm-hmm. and it was it just wasn't an issue it didn't even cross my mind really not to oh, so just, you specifically went after blogs that did the outfit right that was part of the criteria when you yeah selected. because that's the same thing i told like i said i was basing it off the wardrobe conference who did the outfit bloggers oh, okay. thing okay yeah, i don't think everyone knew that they just thought you were just not including everybody yeah, no, it was it was like an outfit blogger thing, but like I said, most of the blogs, at least the ones who were vocal to me, and this is one thing that, I mean, one thing I really respect about people is when they can come to me and express their disappointment or why they felt it wasn't fair, you know what I mean? But when I hear that people are talking to each other about it behind my back and making things up about why I did what I did, again, that, I mean, it's not only hurtful, but I just don't get it. Um, So I really appreciated the bloggers who sent me emails about it and who conversed openly with me about it. And after we talked, they understood my point of view and my perspective, and that, I think, helped a lot. So are you planning to have a second annual conference? I really hope to. Um, The first one was such a success. Like, we had a blast. Like, it was crazy. We just had so much fun, and I think a lot was accomplished as well. And the people that I talked to from, like, Torrid, City Chic, everyone, like, the president of Torrid came to our conference, which I was totally not expecting. But the fact that wow. we could have that much impact is is crazy, and it shows the power of bloggers. And um, I want to do it again. I don't know, obviously, where I'll be in my life in a few months because it, t- it takes a while to organize. I organized the entire thing by myself last year, so... And now you don't have the time, really. Yeah, but, I mean, again, hopefully I could have the support system. I know a lot of girls were hoping it happened again, so I think I could get the the support that I needed from the community. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely a possibility. I don't know where I'll be in terms of MTV or what's going to be going on with that, but I hope to do it again, and if not, I think that I can definitely at least convince one of my blogger friends to, to host it next year. <laughs> And um, if there is a second one, would you have the invite only again, or you you do it differently the next time? I honestly, this is something I thought about a little bit, but I honestly don't know because the problem with with it not being invite only is that if I opened it completely up, I have a feeling there would probably be at least like a hundred people, right? Which is hard because. Oh, I could still do it, but it would be very different than last year in terms of how it's set up. Like, for instance, last year we had dinners, um, like, in intimate settings. So I'm not sure how it would work. But, I am I mean, we're smart girls. We can all brainstorm and figure something out. So (laughs) 
I will definitely think about it and, and see what we can come up with. And now that you have clout with the MTV thing, you might have pull to make things happen. Right. That's very true. So I'm hoping, I mean, something will come out of it. I don't know what yet, but I will have to definitely sit and think about how I can rework the entire thing to to make it happen. So with your win with the um, MTV TJ, have you found that uh, people are starting to treat you a little different? Have people come out the woodwork and asking for things or asking um, for money. Yeah, a little bit. I mean, that's to be expected. I think for the most part, honestly, people are genuinely happy for me, and that is awesome. Um, there are a few people who I kind of give a side eye because they've been texting me or calling me out of the blue. like, And not just to say congratulations. Obviously, that's amazing, and I appreciate that. But to say, like, hey, we should meet up. I have... I have a deal to talk to you about or something. I'm just like, really? <laughs> really? No. So, I mean, there are a couple of those shady people, but whatever. That's going to happen whenever you, you find success. So I just keep it moving. And um, has anyone tried to give you any uh, demos like the past? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. A lot of the tweets I get on my MTV TJ account are like, oh, check out this, this track, check out this song. But, I mean, I don't, I don't hit on them because that's – that's part of the hustle, and a lot of times I do check it out because you never know where you're going to find good new music, so oh, I so don't. If you see something good, then you'll retweet it? Yeah, for sure. I mean, oh, I think that's, that's part of my job, you know. So do you have anything else coming up we can be on the lookout for? <sighs> I have no idea what I have coming up besides the VMAs. I'm kind of like one-track-minded right now. Um, and the and, VMAs are in L.A., right? Yeah, the VMAs are in L.A. in about a week and a half. Uh, I don't know what I'm wearing yet. I don't know. Like, I'm just a mess. So. Are you looking for somebody to dress you? I mean, yes and no. MTV has a stylist for me. Um, I've been looking, I've been talking to a few designers, but I have not made a decision. And the more options, the better. So if anyone wants to email me, if they're interested in, you know, sending me over a design or a sample to check out, I will definitely look into it because... I have not made a decision, and I probably will end up wearing, like, a dress from Target or something at this rate. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, tell us your official website and Twitters and everything so we can keep up with everything you have going on. For sure. My website is youngfatandfabulous.com. My MTV website is tj.mtv.com. Um, and my new MTV Twitter is at mtvtj. Well, thank you so much for being on the show. I'm so proud of you and everything you've accomplished, and I hope to see you when you come to L.A. Thank you, Sneeze. I hope to see you, too. Call me. <laughs> All right. Enjoy the rest of your evening. You, too. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. And thank you to Gabby, our fabulous guest this evening. Tune in next time, and we'll have more Plus Industry professionals with stories to not only inspire you, but to keep you connected. Interested in advertising on our show or being a guest or just have comments, email us at guest at plusmodelmagazine.com. And if you haven't already, don't forget to join the Plus Model Radio fan page on Facebook at facebook.com slash plusmodelradio. For more information about the show, visit plusmodelradio.com. And I've been your host this evening, Shanice Lewis. Thank you for tuning in and supporting. Until next time, keep thriving in your curves and be blessed.